Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. And we're here tonight. We're going to continue our look at the uh, men's basketball roster. Today, we're going to talk about Caleb First, one of Casey's favorites. And just a reminder, the player he picked to be the second leading scorer on next year's team, uh, which he now is regretting. But, you know, we had to make picks. We made them. I've got it written down, so uh, we are ready to go on that prediction. So, uh, Casey, you know I like to start these with a little bit of a, a lighthearted or you know maybe less Purdue-centric topic. So, you ready? It's gonna be hard to stop the last one, but I'm. I good. know. I'm I know. Go. I put out a, I put out a call on uh, Twitter uh, on Sunday, and I got some good ones. So I'm actually gonna do two of them. Uh, one I think will be very fast. That's why I'm doing two. So you gotta you gotta listen Hold really. On. Let me let me get. Okay, what what is that? Is that one of your weird? Uh, it's a fizzy or... hard seltzer yeah, raspberry tangerine. That. What tangerine? Raspberry. Oh, raspberry. Is Raz-a-berry. that different than raspberry? It's a raspberry. Okay, yeah. Uh, and how is that? And uh, what's the alcohol volume in that thing? Five percent. Okay. Del- delightfully refreshing. Well, there you go. Uh, you can so feel the I, you hear I actually, um, I do hear bubbles. I do. Um, <sighs> Did you say Zima? <laughs> All right. So I went to uh, I went to DC Pride uh, over the weekend, and we went to the parade. And there was some group I don't even know who they were. Um, like you know, in the parade because it's a parade, people throw stuff, right? 
this group had whole cases of like 12 packs or six packs, whatever they come in, uh, of bubbly, like the seltzer Soda water. water. <laughs> yeah, that they were just handing out. And I was like, curious. I was like, okay. Um, so <laughs> like people what would hand you out. get? I got a passion fruit blood orange or something like that. That's not bad. It was okay. I was just very thirsty, so I would have I would have uh, pretty much drunk drank drunk mm. anything uh, that mm. somebody handed to me at that mm. point. I was it was very law thirsty. school doesn't have grammar class. Huh? No, you know we did not take a grammar class. Uh, so there we go. Uh, so I got two questions. Like I said, this one I think we've mentioned it before, uh, but this is from uh, Robert Baker uh, on Twitter. What up, Bakey? At Kerba one one two three. Shout out to the bake. So he That's my he Twitter says, golf buddy. Okay, good to know. You don't pay attention? Not really, no. I, I, anything that comes up with your name on Twitter, I assume, is garbage, and I try to avoid it. Um, I've actually muted you, so that's, I hope that's not a... That's fair. Yeah, seems fair. I don't do anything <laughs> on Twitter anymore besides <laughs> post golf scores. That's all right. Okay, he, he says, multiple choice. Which one of these things will happen first? All right, are you ready? I am ready. Um... The Big Ten, the I assume football. It says Big Ten championship game appearance, mm. men's basketball final mm. four, women's basketball final four, oh. volleyball final four, ah. or a different program winning a national title. Mm. Which will happen first? We lost a lot of people from the volleyball team, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we were gonna go to a final four, it felt like last year was gonna be the year to do it, but. We I thought mean, that was, about basketball, too. Lenny. We did. We did. But, I mean, Shondell is also one hell of a recruiter. Um, sure. So he's got good good players coming in. But volleyball, it, the Big Ten is just a meat grinder. So in, in my head, it's a question of which Colvin is right, going to yeah, get okay. there first. Yeah. I'm going to go. I mean, okay. Mm, basketball. Okay. Men's basketball final four. So here, here's my thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a women's basketball final four. Even though we're a few years away, yeah, we're that's what I'm back. saying. We're a few years away. Katie Gerald's, I think, is going to turn the program around, but they were in such a hole uh, when she took over that it's going to take a little while to get back. Um, I think volleyball getting to a Final Four, I think, is always possible with Shondell as the coach, but I think it's incredibly tough just because I said the the Big Ten itself is such a meat grinder, and there are so many good programs uh, to contend with. Pretty much the opposite of basketball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, volleyball. It, for those that don't know, and we've talked about it a time or two on here, I mean, Nebraska, Penn State, uh, Wisconsin, who, I, if I'm remembering correctly, won the whole damn thing this year. Uh, so it's just there are so many good programs in women's volleyball. So that leaves me with a completely other sport winning a national title, a football Big Ten championship appearance, or a men's basketball football final Football one is the bottom on my list, by the way. See, I don't know. I don't know, and here's why what I think... What don't you know? Well, listen, because Purdue is in the weaker division. Plumber's he, not coming back, baby. We got no chance. <laughs> yeah, right. Purdue is in the weaker division in football, so all they have to hope for, you know, is sneaking in to the Big Ten tournament, or Big Ten tournament, Big Ten championship game. This isn't saying they have to win it or win a national title. Counter so, Ledman. Yes. They're going to get rid of divisions very shortly. See, that was you didn't <laughs> let me finish. They've announced that there's going to be changes of some kind and everyone assumes those are going to be getting rid of divisions entirely and just the top two teams go for the championship oh, game. Oh, I thought they were just going to name or, Ohio State and Michigan as the yeah. uh, <laughs> Rep- permanent representative. You have to beat them by two games and play three more games to yeah. get in. They've also talked about getting rid of the Big Ten championship game, but I don't see that as likely just from a revenue perspective. Also, so, it's good for 
Like, well, it's, it'll depend how much they expand the playoffs. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I think I'm going to have to go with another team winning a national title. Uh, and he mentions probably he mentions probably golf. And I uh, think we the just women, lost our coach. He yeah, retired. but you know he set it up as a pretty good program. So that's what I would have to guess. Um, so there we go. That, that's my cheerleading. Guess. Cheerleading won one not cheerleading. That long ago. They did win one not long ago. Yeah. So I've got I've got a couple options. So that's what I'm going with. I just um, want Joy Ledman. Uh, me too. Um, and then Lancer UWM asks uh, us to rank the fast food crispy chicken sandwiches. Oh. So I figured you Did would like this. Do we have one. an hour? No. <laughs> no. Hmm. Okay. Let's just go. First let's off, just go, t- go top three. Um. First off, most of them are not as good as people think. That, I agree with that. Uh, honestly. I hate that this is Chick Fil A is the best one. I disagree, and I don't think it's particularly close. Oh nope, you're wrong. What is your top one? Top one Popeyes. Popeyes spicy chicken. No I bad. have never not had an intestinal emergency thirty minutes after eating a Popeyes. Plus, you get knocked down. I have never went to a Chick Fil A and they said we're out of chicken. If you go to a Popeyes, they're probably saying ah, we don't have any. Okay, two points on that. One, you're just weak as a human. If you're getting sick yes. from Popeyes. Okay. There's way too much breading. No, there's not. Way too uh, much. Two, Popeyes chicken sandwich is just melt in your mouth, delicious. Good bun, That's good sauce. Another point. You didn't yeah. counteract my point that they never have them. And two, I've never once, uh, I've I've never once actually gone to a Popeyes and not been able to get what I wanted. Have you heard of people that have been unable to get? Popeyes yes, I have. Because they had well, because this all the, over. the whole thing, and there was a freaking stabbing somewhere like mm-hmm. in Baltimore over one once because there were so few of them. So that is wild. But that just I think have tells you, you how delicious the sandwich is. No, because it's not as good. Consistency is king. Also, Chick Fil A sauce it bumps it up. Like it's well, I would argue Chick Fil A so sauce better on their waffle fries. It's I think, great on their waffle. Um, but we're not here to rank waffle fries. Also, so, the sauce, the spicy sauce on the Popeyes, not that good. Oh, I, I disagree. I think it is. It is, is very like good bad sauce. orange paprika sauce. I is orange paprika a sauce? It's orange and there's paprika in it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so if if Chick Fil A is your number one, what's your number two? It's tough. I've got my two. I've got my number two. If you want a minute. Yeah, give me your two. My number two. Uh, is this I, just honestly, spicy chicken or? Chicken, no, I'm chicken. going. I'm just going chicken, chicken. Um, I honestly, I will go Wendy's spicy chicken as my number two. Wow, that's a good sandwich. That's consistent. Been around. It for was a long good time. like 20 years ago. It's kind of the the OG of the group. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it gets talked about enough, but it's a very good. It's a very good chicken sandwich. I so I'm gonna go. I think it's just KFC. Okay. And I'm gonna put Popeyes at three. I'm gonna I'm gonna do Chick Fil A third. So <sighs> that's so wrong. Uh, but uh, you got to do no pickles on the Chick Fil A. I'm not. I I don't. I just eat the pickles beforehand. Uh, see, but I don't even want them on my. I don't want them to like contaminate my bun and my chicken. Once I don't need Chick-fil-A that pickle juice in my life. Yeah, no, the Chick Fil A sauce is. Uh, I'm fine with that. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I don't need the pickles on there because once you put pickles on something, you really can't get rid of the taste of pickles. Depends. Chick Fil A is not super saturated because it's not just sitting around. Fair, uh, but I, I, I just there's something about the consistency of Chick Fil A. I've never had a Chick Fil A sandwich that didn't taste just exactly like a Chick Fil A sandwich, and there's something to that. That's all I want from a fast food sandwich, and I don't That's think fair. anyone else really offers that. Panera has a spicy chicken sandwich. I haven't tried it, but I'm I intrigued. did not know. I didn't even know that. I'm intrigued. So, uh, I'm not a big Panera fan personally, but maybe that's something I should uh, give a taste to. So there we go. 
Uh, thank you, everybody, for submitting those questions. And uh, we're going to take a break, come back, talk about Caleb first. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode is made possible by PWC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. And we are back. So as promised, today we are going to look at Caleb First, one of Casey's favorite players, if not his favorite player on this Purdue roster. I know we said that last episode with uh, Ethan Morton, but this is like Casey's Christmas. He's got two of his favorites back to back. So, you know, Casey, you and I went back and forth um, on First a number of times this year because uh, he was playing the four and I preferred Gillis to play more. You wanted First out there. Uh, so tell me right now um, why – what about Caleb first do you think gives him the advantage? And what about him do you think is going to allow him to see the floor a lot this coming season? He's bigger, um, considerably taller. I think we saw Gillis this year struggle against side. I think he's a better defender than Gillis. Um, and that's that's hard. To, Gillis was in his third season. He redshirted, played, and then had another season. And first was just better on defense. On the perimeter, inside, I was really impressed by uh, first ability to defend all over the place. Um, also, he's able to play the five, and I think that's going to be really valuable. I also trust him with the ball in his hand more. I think he's got a better sense of how offense flows, uh, control the ball, making things happen. I just think he's a little bit smarter of a player, and his size and athleticism is going to shine more once he learns how to attack angles, um, once he gets a little more aggressive with the ball as he's more familiar with college speed and size. I, I I think Gillis is a very good prospect. I think he's a very good college player. I think Caleb First is a special kind of big man, and I just lean towards that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I get it. Um, you know, as we said, I think Caleb First probably has higher potential than Gillis does if you look at the overall, overall arc of their career. Um, so I think that makes sense. 
Um, for me, it was just that Gillis often, I think, was outplaying first. First, uh, you know, of course, had the uh, unfortunate bout with COVID that really took him out of it. You know, he started 12 games in the season, and I believe uh, those were all 12 games in a row to start the year. Correct. Um, and then he got COVID, and then, you know, it it's going to take its toll on you. So he really wasn't the same after that. He, he got better toward the very end of the year. Um, but I am excited to see what he can bring next year, given a full offseason and having gone through one full season of being in the program and seeing college basketball live because, you know, we've noted that how much of a drastic change it is because all these guys who play major college basketball were really like the big dog in their school and probably in their conference, if not their state, for a majority of their high school playing career. And then they come into college and suddenly – everyone on the team and everyone on the other team they're facing was in a similar situation. So the talent level just jumps up, you know, so, so tremendously high. Um, you know, there's no guys who are just, uh, out there because they needed bodies like there are in high school sometimes. So it's interesting to see, uh, how, how fast players adapt to that change. And I think first was doing quite well, um, until COVID kind of, you know, socked him in the jaw. I agree with that. And I really do think the versatility because for a big guy, um, his ability to move, uh, particularly laterally, while being that that long and still a good body, he's strong. I think he's pretty skilled with the ball overall. I think that is a really rare combination. That's why he dominated in high school. And it's a lot different to become, you know, try to fill in a role after being a star. And I thought he did that really well. And I think he's going to get more comfortable and just start to expand the game into places that you know, he's comfortable doing that he's done his whole career. Yeah. And I mean, you pointed out, um, I think two episodes ago, how you really believe in first to play the backup five and also to really improve on defense because he is so big. I mean, he is 6'10", but he, he doesn't play like he's 6'10". I mean, he, he seems to be more versatile than that, quicker than that, um, moves his feet a little bit better than you would imagine as a guy who's 6'10". So with really no true backup center at this point um, because we don't know what uh, the team is going to do with Berg um, as he comes in uh, from Sweden next year. We don't know if he's going to play or if he's going to redshirt. First is going to have an opportunity really to be a starter at the four and a backup at the five. So that's that's a lot of opportunity and a lot of minutes he's going to have thrown his way. Is he someone who you think can stand up to that um, and really take as many of, of those minutes as he can. I mean, how many minutes do you think he can play I mean, realistically and, and, and still be effective? I, physically, the dude's impressive as hell. I mean, he did not look like a true freshman last year. No, not He's at all. He's not soft. He's not small. He is a full 6'9", like strong, like wide shoulders, strong, did not get pushed around inside the post. Physically, I have no concern about him at all. I think that's how he was able to be so successful last year, you know, doing all those different things. And his length and quickness is just a really big advantage to have inside. Um, different player than Gillis, obviously. Gillis on offense yes. is a catch-and-shoot guy. First, he'll bang around. He'll grab rebounds. Was a really good on the offensive glass. Um, pretty solid defensive rebounder last year. Um, I think there's a lot to unlock in his game. I think he's going to be a good uh good guy with the ball in his hands for a big man. I think he's a good passer. I thought he set screens really well. Um, there's a lot about his game that can expand. And I think he does the small things really well. Um, saw it with the U19 team as well. He can play with other stars. So it'll be interesting to see now that he'll need to do a little more, but 
Also, he's going to have more chances to play at a five, which I thought unlocked a lot of things for him. And I thought he was pretty good playing off of Trey, Trevion Williams specifically last year. Um, finding open spots, he's better inside at the rim than Gillis ever was because he's you know way longer and way taller, and he can finish at the hoop. And he did a really good job getting to the free throw uh, free throw line and easy buckets, any points, especially from the free throw line, going to be really valuable next year as we struggle to score. So I I do think there is a lot to get from his game dribble handoff wise as a pick and roll guy um, as that roller. I think there's a lot to unlock. So, I mean, you mentioned that you thought he played really well um, when Trevion Williams was on the floor. So with Trevion obviously gone off to the NBA draft, um, do you think there's someone else on this team who he will play well with? Do you think he can adapt those skills uh, to play with Edie? I mean, how do you think that's going to impact his game? I think we've both been blown away by Edie's passing, right? His yes. ability to now find open people since a double. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Edie's assist rate last year jumped up to like 16%. And Caleb first is the kind of guy who uh, can really take advantage of that. I think he'll be good with Edie. Um, it, I think first, the thing he offers as a five is some rim protection while also making our team entirely switchable one through five. Cause I feel like he's pretty good out on an Island, a little more disciplined than Gillis on defense. Yeah, de- definitely more <laughs> disciplined as we talked about in our Mason um, Gillis episode. So I think there are going to be some interesting lineup possibilities where maybe it's even with Gillis out there. But when you play him with big guards like Newman and Morton, all of a sudden you can start switching everyone and not, uh, you know, we struggled with our pick and roll defense for the last decade, yeah, like for a long time. It'll be interesting to see if someone that can move like first, is that the answer? Because you can just switch pick and rolls. You don't have to worry about losing a roller if you're playing big in the backcourt and you have a frontcourt that's able to move around. And obviously Gill is not great in the pick and roll. Um but I really thought first was his length. I thought he's really active. And you combine that with someone like Morton out on the perimeter. Uh, I think these are the backbones to having an actual good defense this year. I'm I'm going to predict at least a top 30 defense next year. If for no other reason, than they oh, wow. have to. I mean, if that happens, I will be incredibly impressed uh, because that would be one hell of a turnaround from where they were this year. Of course, you know, a lot of turnover in personnel, but... I mean, just that'd be like a hundred plus position jump, wouldn't it? I'm sorry, say that again. You, I mean, you said a top thirty defense, right? Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't I mean, that <laughs> yeah. would be incredible. That'd be that'd be over a hundred spots from where they were this year. Not quite that severe. I think we ended up uh, well within the top hundred, but for Wiles last year, yeah, we were a very bad defense. It's um, a significant jump, but we also were <laughs> we were so undersized and just played a lot of one way guys in. If anything, you could argue that a lot of the guys on this squad are going to be one way or the other way. And Painter generally has a good defensive team. They're usually at least disciplined and force a certain amount of shots. We've kind of talked before, are we behind the times on what shots we force? And that might be the case, but I don't feel like it's too terribly hard. Jumping into the top 50 should not be hard at all. If we have a successful squad, I think it'll be because we jump into the top 30. I, I mean, I hope so. Um, and hopefully Caleb first would be a big part of that because, as we said, he started those first 12 games, and he looked really good. He did not look like a freshman. It reminded me a bit of the way Edie came out of the gate his freshman year as well. You know, when you watched him play, you didn't really ex- you didn't really 
um, believe that he was a freshman who was playing college basketball for the first time. And the same thing with, with Caleb first. So if he can improve with a, you know, a healthy off season and one more year in the program, learning defenses, learning offenses, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be another guy kind of like uh, Ethan Morton. We talked about last episode, who's going to get just about as many minutes as he can take uh, because there's not a, there's not a, you're not going to be a senior on this team. So there are going to be plenty of minutes up for grabs. Yeah. Um, the only, I don't know what our offense is going to look like next year. Yeah, me either. And I think that's going to divine, particularly who plays the four. Because you know what, we know what Edie's going to do. The question mark is Berg going to play or is he yeah. going to redshirt? If he yeah. plays, all of a sudden, what does our offense look like? It doesn't make a ton of, I guess you could say it, it's good or bad in two ways. If Berg can stretch the floor entirely, does that make first more valuable at the four or does that counteract it to the point where you want to attach Berg to Gillis? So you just have shooting everywhere. Yeah. Cause Berg is supposed to, you mean be a different player than Edie and that Berg mm-hmm. is supposed to be able to shoot the three point, not, you know, as good as a, as a, a guard, jumper, he's got a, he's got he's a good, pretty. he's got a good shot. So it's just a matter of whether it translates to college, but it, I don't see why it wouldn't. But, you know, we've never seen him play here uh, against this level of competition. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does. And that decision on if he plays a redshirts really has so many domino effects on, you know, all these players we've talked about so far. It's interesting because we talked about Ethan Morton last last podcast. They're both Mr. Basketballs, him and mm-hmm. Caleb first. Yeah. We both know they are uh, capable of a lot more. But they've had to fill in on more superior, talented teams young, which is good. It's a good way to get acclimated to college. Does does that explain why they didn't flash a little more? I, I think it's pretty easy to say that because they never really got the minute. Yeah. And I don't – the only thing – it looked – I was a lot more encouraged when it looked like Gillis wasn't going to be able to take the starting spot because first was so good. But he did kind of seem to hit a wall. Was it COVID related? Who 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 really knows? But we've seen that with players. So I just think if we can build off what first showed us in those high spots early, particularly, I think he his ability on both sides of the floor, his adaptability on offense, his size, uh, the way he moves is special for a big man. And I think Gillis is what he is. And if he shoots 50% from three, super valuable and you can't take him off the floor very much. But if that dips, as we've seen in long stretches, mm-hmm. first raises the ceiling of our team. He is a potential star to come. I don't think when other teams come against us, they're going to be happy to play against him. Because past, I mean, pretty much he's a super version of every Wisconsin big for the last 20 years. And they've had a lot of success. With yeah, guys that can move that way, score that way, have the ball in their hands, be weird focal points on an offense so yeah i think i think calling him basically like a guy you would see play in wisconsin is a pretty good descriptor for someone if they had no idea who mm. caleb first was that's a, that's pretty good yeah and only he has a very high ceiling because he's a better athlete than most of them yeah yeah so there we go you know it's it's interesting in back-to-back episodes now we've had ethan morton caleb first two guys who we think have not yet even begun uh to kind of reach the top of their potential. So Question. they're two guys who are going to get a lot of minutes and have a lot of opportunity to do so next year. For sure. How much of our success next season is going to be players that players themselves and the way they play and the way the offensive is orchestrated and the way it's able to be orchestrated. How much is going to depend on how well they can get the best out of Newman? Oh, I 
I mean, I know it's, it sounds weird to say, but Newman is almost the most important player next year. So in your head between Caleb first and Mason Gillis, who's going to be able to help Newman's ability, particularly on the offensive side? I mean, it's an interesting question because you would think you would want another shooter on the floor with Newman, wouldn't you? Because you wouldn't want the defense to focus entirely on him if he truly is the only shooter out there. So in that respect, I think having Gillis out there with him would be a help. But at the same time, first has just shown an ability to know where the ball needs to go. And I think probably, and I, I'm not looking at the numbers, so this may be wrong, but I feel like he's a better rebounder, um, which could be helpful for Newman as well. Yeah, Gillis and First are pretty similar on the defensive end. First is a little better on the offensive end. I I thought First was really good setting screens and his ability to move around create space. Gillis is out there creating space in the sense that he's a shooter, but adds nothing else, you know, creating for others. True. And I do feel like First has the potential to make everyone's job on the perimeter easier. Because I think he's a threat in more spaces. And we probably need someone besides Edie that when they get the ball inside or when they cut to the hoop, you're concerned. And I don't... Gillis helps in a static set with Ivy looking down the paint and driving in. But if you take Ivy out of the equation... Which we've done. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how much he's going to create space for another guy unless Newman becomes a lot better with the ball. Yeah. Again, I mean, Newman becomes so important to the to next year's team on the offensive end. Um, and too important, one could say. Yeah. Yeah. When you're when you're banking so much on one player, you have to wonder uh, what what is what is the team going to do if he doesn't meet the expectations that are being set for him? So. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting season. So, uh, Casey, anything final thoughts on Caleb first? I don't think so. I th- just um, I do think he had a higher free throw rate than Zach Eady. That's incredible. And that tells me that even playing the four, he was just a matchup problem. Yeah. He gets to the right spots and you draw you draw fouls by getting to a good spot before a defender. Uh, there's a lot of ways to do it, but that yeah. is probably the number one way it happens and he consistently got to the line because he was big and could move into spots way quicker than people guarding him yeah i think that's really encouraging for his efficiency next year all right there we go 56 percent free throw rate so he he had a 53 and he he shot 71 percent from the line so hopefully that can go up a little bit Mm -hmm. um you know if he's going to get to the line we want him to get those easy ones no not not bad especially for a guy his size um but we'd always always love to see those free throw percentages uh, a little bit higher so there we go that's caleb first uh that's going to do it for us this evening thanks for listening um make sure to rate review hammer that subscribe button talk with you next time folks boiler room